0: Hello and welcome to Your Employment Matters. I'm Beverly Williams and I'm here to help you navigate your career. This is for anyone who's searching for their dream job or promotion, or perhaps you're just looking to hang on to the job you have. Today's work environments are multi-generational, multi-religious, multinational, national multi-racial, and multi-gender and multi-gender identity. Add market disruptors like Amazon and Lyft, along with the addition of AI, and it's easy to see why finding and keeping a job is such a challenge. Employment success and even employment survival depend on your ability to adapt. That's why my goal for this 30-minute podcast is to first advocate embracing change and differences, and second to encourage you to proactively assume responsibility for your career. Get your work week off to a good start by listening to Your Employment Matters every Monday. Find out how to own your career and get the best practices for making your employment matter. Sound Advice Strategies is a full-service podcasting company. It offers podcast setup, production, promotion, marketing, content strategy, and so much more. For example, they can recommend equipment, software, best practices for interviews, as well as provide full scale production, including content planning, booking guests, marketing collateral, editing, and publishing. In the interest of full disclosure, Sounded by Strategies is my podcast vendor, and I'm very pleased with them. And they do all that for my podcast, just so you know. Now, the company is run by a husband and wife team, Kelvin and Phyllis Nichols, who handle the technical and the strategic components of podcasting. Kelvin and Phyllis help business owners create compelling content and amplify their message to establish genuine connections. Given that audio content enhances communication and the all-important know, like, and trust factor required in today's personalized marketing strategies, podcasting has become an invaluable marketing tool. According to Kelvin and Phyllis Nichols, you can depend on sound advice strategies for all the technical aspects of podcasting, including setting up and launching. Now, if that sounds like a, a commercial, I'm sorry, but there are more. <laughs> and I think that because podcasting has become so so popular in every industry, even Corporate America has uh, sponsors podcasts and has its own podcasts on various platforms. I think it's a, an opportunity to hear from an entrepreneur how they got their business started. So today, my guest is Phyllis Nichols of Sounded by Strategies. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate you being here, Phyllis.
1: Oh, thank you, Beverly. And thanks for having me. It's really lovely to get the chance to talk to you.
0: Well, I know from our previous conversations about your uh, employment history, but why don't you give our uh, our listeners a little background about your sales background and how you transition from sales into podcasting?
1: Oh, sure. I'd be happy to. Yeah, i was a salesperson. I actually still consider myself really a salesperson at heart. I was in corporate sales for a number of years, and my job was to call on medium and large companies here in Ohio where I live, and I sold IT products and services primarily. And I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I did very well, and I really enjoyed the work and uh, making connections and meeting people and all that good stuff. It, It just was a good fit for me. In the early two thousands, the company went public, and then it was bought and sold, and a couple of things happened, and the job really quit being the same job. I was working for totally different people, and anyway, I, I was just—I dis- just didn't want to stay anymore. It was just clearly a time to make a move, and I'd had a really successful career, and I'd really enjoyed it, and I didn't want to keep—I didn't want to stay because I was starting to not enjoy it. So. I started actually the, the original or sound advice strategies previously was sound advice sales and marketing. And I started that firm in 2008. I think officially it launched in 2009. And I started helping small businesses uh, with their sales. Primarily, I was doing sales training at the time.
0: You made the transition from, did you say IT sales? Yes, to 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 podcast sales. How do, how do how do you make the difference? Is there there must be a difference because the what you're selling, but I, I'm sure the skill set is the
1: same. But how do you how do you make that that transition? So that's a great question. And for anybody who's listening, who's maybe you know had a, a corporate type career or. Entrepreneurship is not, I don't know, it's not a at least for me and for several other people I know, it's not a linear path necessarily. So, you know, I got out. I'd really just been selling and and that was what I knew I was good at. So that's what I started doing when I basically set up my own little business. And what happened is I started working with small companies and somebody brought me in to help train their sales team and they didn't feel like their sales team was doing very well and they thought they could benefit from improving skills and so forth. So I worked with them for a while and what I ha- what, ha- what happened is we found out the sales team was actually very committed and very talented. They just had really... Poor messaging and the way they were trying to approach uh, their product, they was it was in a business to business sales environment, and they were they just weren't messaging very well. They were sort of not talking about the right things, and they weren't really getting in front of the right people with a message that resonated. So I went back to the owner of the company and I told him this. I said, "Your salespeople are great. They're actually talented, committed. They're hard workers. They're really they want to do well. You just don't have a very good message, and this is where things are sort of falling apart." And he said, Oh, well, you should just help us with messaging then. And at the time I was like, Oh no, I don't I don't do that. I'm a I'm a salesperson. <laughs> yeah. So I I walked away and I was telling a friend about that a few months later and she was like, Uh, Phyllis, yeah, <laughs> you, you kinda do, do that. You just Sort of do it intuitively, right? You don't have necessarily like a 12 point plan or anything. So, which cracked me up. So, anyway, long story short, I joined, I actually started, I joined, I was invited to join a peer group here in Columbus with other entrepreneurial women. And I was actually at the time now, you know, still trying to figure out how all this looked and A couple of them hired me to help them with their marketing and um, one thing led to another and we started really helping with messaging. So that then became, we were working on like website copy and messaging and now I don't want to say scripts, but the way that you would talk about a client, what kinds of presentations would you make, those kinds of things. So we started working about the content piece and then we did that for a number of years and then fast forward, I don't know, sometime in 2000 and I don't know. Well, I did start my own podcast in 2014. Actually, at the end of 2014 and 2015, it launched. One of our clients that we were doing content for said, I'd like to do a podcast. I think my clients would really like it. Would you help me do it? And we had just been through did you say no? I don't do that. No, no, this time I did not say that. Lesson learned. Oh. So I said, "Yeah, we're happy to help you with it." We had just—we were only a couple of months removed from getting our podcast started. So we helped her get her started. That was actually over three years ago. Her podcast is still going, and uh, in fact, she just started going to two episodes a week uh, from one episode a week, which she's done for over three years. And then a month or so later, somebody else. Was referred to us, and they said, "Hey, we want to do a podcast. Would you help us get that going?" And I did. And honestly, things just really took off from there. It, you know, pe- podcasting was is it was and still is growing and there was a lot of interest in particular within the small business segment or uh, we we work primarily with small business owners, but we also have a couple of authors, uh, speakers, professional speakers, and people like that, people like you who want to have a a platform and a way to connect with people in another way. And so, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. Uh, It wasn't I would love to say it was this big grand plan that I had because I was such a visionary, but that's really, that's not how it happened.
0: So you just really happened into the podcast business? Uh, I think so a little bit. Now, yeah, yeah. What, but What I, made I, you think that it, what, it might be profitable because of the volume? Because of, you know, did you do any research?
1: So a couple of things, I, I did do research. So there's a couple of things that happened. Now, number one, I knew that... Myself and even the clients that I were working with, some people you know, getting your message in front of the right people when you're in sales and marketing and and even if you're working for a nonprofit and you're trying to get in front of uh sponsors or donors or you know whatever it is, right you have a message you're trying to convey there's two pieces of that problem, right One of them is having a really good message that people want to hear, and the other piece of it is getting it in front of the right people right. So from a sales perspective, I sort of knew that stuff. And then I recognized because for me personally, and I recognized this for a couple of other clients that, you know, ver- we were just, it was just much easier to verbally have a conversation in a perfect world, Beverly. I would meet with everybody in person, like I did in my sales days, and we would go have lunch and we would have a nice conversation. And that's how we would do business. But um, as you know, you have to be able to, Scale and expand and so forth. So so podcasting was a natural fit. I was like, okay, if I can't sit down and have this conversation with everybody, I can at least do this. I can put this information together. I can put it on a platform that people do want to access, right? People wanna everybody has their phone in their hand and they're using it for everything. So I knew that I recognized that right away. And when I realized like to how powerful that was, it became easy kind of to connect those dots, right? Like, Oh, you know what? If I can put the right message together, like this is going to give me the way to get it in front of the right people.
0: Yeah. Because I, you and your company were recommended by someone who's in a group with me Mm -hmm. and It it was really she was giving a presentation to the group and she says, oh, and, you know, I'm doing a podcast now and, oh, they're great. They're really great. And they're, you know, they're they're reasonable. Oh, it's just wonderful. And I thought to myself, (laughs) to to your point, oh, I wouldn't mind doing a podcast because, as you said, I'm an author. I'm one of those authors who's going to want to promote a book. I'm working on my second book and that's and just about at least the first draft is uh about ready to be sent to the publisher tentatively entitled Your Employment Matters, similar to the uh, name of the podcast. But, you know, it's just, okay, timing is everything. I think, you know, I think, as they say, people plan, God laughs. You know, <laughs> it's like, I what uh, my college roommate suggested me suggested that I do a podcast. Oh, about four years ago, and I said I can't do that.
1: Yeah. Well, congratulations first of all on the on the second book. That's quite an, an accomplishment. I'm very much looking forward to uh, to checking it out when that publishes. But to your point, yeah, you're right. It, it's something that you you're good at, right? You were already a, a presenter. You were already comfortable talking to audiences or, you know, making presentations to people. And so those skills transfer really easily. And, you know, what we were able to help you do, obviously, is just put a little of the technology together. And I will tell you too, one of the nice things, Beverly, is that, you know, like this platform that you and I are recording on today, you know, that didn't exist even in 2015. You know, so like a lot of things, several things have happened that have actually made it easier and less Uh, I guess what I would call tech. I mean, when I first started in 2014, I actually had a podcast way back in 2011, but I didn't stick with it because it was just too challenging. And so in 2000, I mean, I, I was recommended to go buy a big soundboard. Oh, wow. You know, that was sort of the quote unquote conventional thinking of the day. And that's not the case anymore. and And again, if you want studio quality and you there's a whole bunch of other, that's a whole different conversation. But one of the nice things is that it's become easier, and it's there are resources now that make it user friendly so that, you don't have to have a soundboard. You don't have to be an audio engineer. Uh, I'm certainly not. And you, to be able to have a, a podcast and to be able to do well, and you are a great example of that. You have a message to share. You know, you, you've got all kinds of great information to talk about and to present, and to you bring a great guest. You have great stories. Um, I'm honored to be just one of those people. I'm I'm actually humbled because some of your guests have are super accomplished people. I feel. Um, pretty lucky to be maybe even just included in their company. But you've, well, you know, I it's made it simple for you.
0: Well, but you have to, you, you stepped out on faith. You know, you had faith in yourself. You had an idea. You, you felt that you could do it. And you could. You have. Yeah. And that's to your credit. I mean, you know, let us not get evolved or devolve into a mutual admiration society. But <laughs> everyone is not proactive. You know, it's like, oh, I want to be this. I want to do this. I, you know, I think I could be this. I think I could be on Broadway. I think I, you know, I could be a rap star. I could do this. You can, if you, if you work at it, if you believe in yourself, if you do the work, if you talk to people, because there are so many people walking around that know other people who know other people who know other people. It's like, Six or seven degrees of separation, and you can get someone to help you to listen to you, whether it's singing or giving you some guidance with respect to a career like being a teacher or being a physician. You know, it's just people are willing to share their experiences, and I've been amazed by the stories I've heard. From the uh, the guests that I've interviewed on my podcast, I some of these people I've known for a hundred years. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah, isn't that it's it's great? Well, you're a good interviewer, and that's one of the think the cool things about podcasting too, right? When especially the style that you have when you start having a conversation, it just it kind of takes a life of its own, and it's it's interesting, and it's. Usually, there's, there are some surprises, no matter how maybe well planned or how well you know somebody. It's very cool. It is cool. And
0: you know, what I do is I send them what I'm going to say or what I think I'm going to say because that changes. You know, right. it doesn't really change substantively. But, you know, I, I tweak it as I go along because I do, I, do, <laughs> I do dance to the beat of my own drum. But I, I let them know what they can expect so that they're not uncomfortable. Everyone is not comfortable speaking on this type of platform or speaking publicly at all, even though they could do it at home in their jammies because we're not, we're, we're, there's no video. But right. I'm them to have a certain level of comfort. So I say, you know what? It'll be just like us sitting in a coffee shop, having a cup of coffee. That's the way it's going to be.
1: Yeah and that's great. Obviously that that's worked for you, right? And I I think it's great that you make your guests feel comfortable because you're right. As easy as it might be for some people to do this, it isn't natural for everyone. And I know for sure even I can walk up to people and meet people new people in any variety of situations pretty easily, but still when I hit the record button, you know, that's when I start losing my train of thought. <laughs> so so it just takes a little practice, but it is nice to make it comfortable for people and so that it's easy. And and again, we all are pretty good. Most people are pretty good at having a conversation when they're talking about things that are interesting to them and information that they know well. Right? They're not being put on the spot. Sure. You're not trying to do a 60 minutes exposé kind of interview. Exactly. Thank goodness. Exactly.
0: And the purpose of my podcast specifically is to provide information about employment and careers, especially in times when employment is an issue, so that people can access it without it costing them anything. Yeah. Did you need special training? Did you have to acquire additional uh, skill sets or training uh, as you embarked on this new adventure?
1: So, Well, the short answer is, I guess maybe a little, Honestly, not really though. And I, I kind of want to touch on this because I do believe that there are lots of people who are would like to be a little more entrepreneurial uh, and maybe circumstances right now, they may be really strongly thinking about it to be able to have either a side gig or or something more full-time that they have a little more skin in the game, but also control over, so, so to speak. And so, if you need additional training, so, I But mean, you're Beverly. You're an attorney, so obviously, as an attorney, you know, you have to you have to have certain credentials, and you have to pass the bar, and you have to be. You can't just I can't just decide I'm going to be an attorney tomorrow and do that, right? However, in this industry, I don't have to have any particular certifications. I did obviously learn some things. The one thing I would also relate to people: you have to believe in yourself. You have to pick yourself. Somebody is not going to come and say, hey, you know, I think you're the right person to do this thing. And we see this potential in you. You need to be able to sort of see that in yourself. And I also think don't let not knowing every single last little thing stop you from getting started. I certainly, when we started with the podcasting, I did not know every little thing I need, but we figured it out. We were fortunate that the first couple of clients were, were cool with us sort of figuring it out with them. And they uh have were great. And they're, they're still, they're very successful podcasters and uh much more to their credit, really, that they just, we all figured it out together. And then we continue to grow and expand. I mean, to this day, you know, we continue to look at our trends in the industry. We look at any changes we might need to make on the editing side of thing or the production side of thing? What other resources we're always looking at? What other new resources are out there? But I don't. I would want to encourage someone if there's something you want to try to do, pick yourself number one and and do it. And if you need some help along the way, go for it. Now, I will, if I can say one other thing, also do what you're good at. I am very much the sales and marketing and content part of. This work. I do not edit podcasts and I have never edited podcasts. I was fortunate that in the beginning, my husband, Kelvin, at the time, he was working a full-time job. He was not part of the business. And he started editing my podcast just for me because he's my husband and I asked him and he did it. And he figured out how to do it and, and he learned and he just has that kind of aptitude, but which is really lucky for me. But once we started doing that for other people, he was working full time. You know, I had to find other people who could do editing and because I knew if I had to sit and edit even just one hour a day, Beverly, I would be absolutely miserable. That's so not my thing. And I knew to be successful, I needed to be able to do the sales and marketing and the stuff I'm good at, the stuff I love to do. And I, we've hired editors who love to edit and love to sit for five or six hours a day editing. And so that's key. Don't, you don't have to hire somebody that does the stuff you don't like or somehow work that out if you can and uh, pick yourself.
0: Well, how do you market your services? You said, you know, I understand the beginning you were yeah. fortunate enough to to have people who wanted to wanted to you to help walk them through and and were willing to work with you while you got up to speed on on how to do it well yeah but now that you now that you're established, how do you market your 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 services other than i know you have a website
1: We do have a website uh which is soundadvicestrategies.com. dot com a lot of our business comes through referrals, which is really lovely and wonderful much the same way that that you and I were connected uh which I'm so grateful for the, we also we again we have our own podcast we publish we put content out there and then I actually do network in a number of small business and medium business peer type groups and those sorts of things So people get to know who we are. Fortunately, podcasting is a popular topic. And so I get the opportunity to talk about it with people fairly frequently. And we get information out there. I will tell your listeners too, we have a guide that we give away for free. Um, It's really very valuable. It has everything you would need to know about starting a podcast from even the planning and research and prep and the whole bit. And we would be happy to send it to any of your listeners if they just want to send an email to podcast at soundadvicestrategies.com. We would gladly send that to them so they can do their own research and due diligence. There's Actually, if you followed everything in there, you could really probably figure it out yourself and do it on your own if that's the kind of thing you enjoy doing. So I would love to make that available too. I Obviously, we would love to have new podcast clients, but I also know there are some Women in particular are underrepresented in the podcast world. And if there are women who are listening, I want them to know your voices literally aren't being heard. Women, women and men listen to podcasts about 50-50 uh, percentage-wise. Uh, but men, it used to be even smaller. But right now, I would say m- men own, are the podcast hosts and owners about 90%. Oh, Wow. Yeah, so that's so, so I have a pretty so I'm pretty passionate. I talk about that a lot, you know. Not I, so I would encourage people, even if you don't want to, you don't have to hire us. If you have something to say, if you have a message to share, I would strongly encourage you to do it, even if you you kind of do it in your own way or your own style or what have you. It, it's really I'm pretty passionate about that, and I do get opportunities to talk about that, you know, to even nonprofit organizations and things like that, which just helpful. And I'm glad to see it. Now that number is helping. When I first started podcasting, it was more like 95 and 5%. So yeah. it is growing because more women are doing it, which is great to see, but we still have, we still have a ways to go.
0: What about other services? I you know, expansion, I should probably say, or have you considered expanding what you do? I can't think of any, any synergies right offhand. podcasting, what about media connections, media contacts or or working with collaborating with other podcasters to uh, put on even a small conference like or a seminar or a webinar?
1: Yeah, that's such a great idea. I I would love to do something like that. You know, it's so, you know, this is such a crazy year in 2020. Early this year, very early this year, we were hoping to have an in-person event in September. Well, by, you know, mid-March we realized that wasn't probably going to be happening. So, uh but we are, and I'm glad you brought this up. We are in the planning stages of implementing or or creating a podcast network. Uh, There'll be more information about that. I don't have all the the details right now, but it's primarily to be able to bring in small independent podcasters like me, like you, uh, like some of our other podcasters, and and maybe even some smaller businesses and be able to pull our... It's not... Pull resources isn't quite the right way to put it, but to be able to be a collaborative and that way we can actually work with sponsors and advertisers and people who want to reach the markets that we're talking to. And, um, so that's coming soon. We hope to, we're going to get some initial information out in August about that. And we'll be, um, uh, getting, getting some of that up and rolling in September. I think that will also gives people kind of an, a secondary option, if they don't want to go it alone, so to speak, then this might be a, a nice way for them to be able to podcast and um, and benefit from some of the other resources that we put together.
0: Let me ask you: If you had knowing what you know now, you know the transitioning from pure sales into podcast sales. If you had it to do all over again. Would you do the same thing? I mean, w- would you do sales and
1: podcasting or would you do something altogether different? That's such a great question. Years ago, I really wanted to go to law school and a variety of reasons why I didn't do that. But honestly, I I think I would. I think, I mean, I had, a, I, I think I would. I think I would do the same thing again. I really loved being in sales. I was found that super rewarding. And the only thing I would probably do differently, honestly, is I would have started sooner, right? I would have I wouldn't have stopped that, you know, I look back now, the only thing, and it's not a big deal, but that I really wish I would that podcast from 2012, if I would have kept it going. I mean, eight years of podcasting is like that's almost unheard of, right? Yeah, I think I would have done it the same, pretty much, yeah. Well, you know, it's not too late for you to go to law school after I went,
0: after <laughs> I went to graduate school. I went to law school at night. Did you really? I went to law school at night. I had my master's from the University of North Carolina, and I worked. And then I've always wanted to be an attorney. And I said, one of the arbitrators that I appeared before, this was before I even became a lawyer, he says, Beverly, you know, you really ought to go to law school. I said, I don't know. He says, look, time's going to pass. You might as well do it. By the time you blink, you'll be a lawyer. It'll be over with. And he was right. He was Absolutely right. I went to law school at night and worked a full time job during the day. Wow, that's incredible. I did not know that. I'm so glad you told me that. But I mean, anything that you see, I was single, I didn't have children. And fortunately, you know, there were people who helped me. I worked a full time job, so I didn't need anybody's money, (laughs) but I needed somebody to clean my house. (laughs) Well, yeah. And a friend's mother offered to clean my house every two weeks while I was in law school. I paid her, but she didn't have to do that.
1: Well, that's nice. I mean, I think that you're probably downplaying, again, your your capabilities here. Because I, I think having a full-time job and doing law school at night, it had to... It, I don't know that every single person could actually pull that off. like that the way that you can, (laughs) but it's inspiring though. And you know, it just goes to show too that if there's something you really want and you're willing, you know, you'll, you'll figure out a way and, you know, resources will show up when you need them. Or if you're willing to ask and say, Hey, this is important to me. I want to do this. I want to try this. I need a little help. You know, I get involved. There's a mentor program that I, that, reaches out to me on occasion, you know, we talk about things with people that are researching, getting started in a bootstrap situation. You know, the nice thing about today, I mean, there, there's so many resources available. And to your point, and you're such a good example of, you know, just something you wanted to do, you figured out a way to make it happen. And then you obviously executed, you did it.
0: You know, it was like, one of my godchildren said, Oh, Beverly, you have you got people beat. And I said, "What are you talking about? I got people <laughs> people. I never did this before." He says, "You got content. You got plenty of content." And I thought about it. I said, "You know, he's not wrong. He's not between the first book and presentations and webinars and writing articles and always having an opinion. <laughs> no one could yes. ever say I never had an opinion. Yes. you know, he was right." And I said, "You know, I think I can pull this off." But my guests have been so, um, so interesting and, and, and so willing to share their personal experiences because that's, I think, what resonates with people when they think they can't and they hear someone who talks about how reluctant they were to venture out, but they did. And the results they achieved by just taking that initial step, I think it can help people.
1: Oh, absolutely! I know that it can, and you know your podcast. I've listened there. Yeah, there's incredible stories there, and what I love about your conversations too is that they're very disparate. You know, you have people in different uh, generations and all kinds of different professions, artists. You've had a number of people that are in the performing arts. I mean, it's it's incredible actually. And but you know, you're right. One of the common threads of their stories is the willingness to. Put themselves out there and the willingness to pursue.
0: No, it's true. You know, I'm I'm truly amazed, and their personalities are all different. They have oh, yeah. all been different, and even those that I haven't known well have come across as very authentic, mm-hmm. honest people about what they did and how they did it. You know, it's not like. I was so great and I knew this was going to happen. No, it was a grind. I put in the effort. I put in the time. I worked hard. I got rejected, but I didn't let that stop me. Right. You know, all of those stories I think will be helpful to people who are, especially right now, find themselves perhaps without a job, but they may, they have contacts. Those people that they used to work with, people and clients that they used to interact with, may be that contact that can get them their next opportunity.
1: Right. That's right. And, you know, even people who are still employed now, I think it's made everybody, I believe, or lots of people really evaluate, right? How secure do I feel? And, oh my gosh, you know, is this really what I want to continue doing? And, Again, if I want to choose myself or bet on myself, like what would I be doing? Would I you know I, I think a lot of people are looking at things like that now and and uh hopefully something good will come from some of that too right certainly Absolutely. we we gotta have some silver linings in in all the the hardship that people are enduring right now.
0: I had to figure a way to do something mm-hmm. you know it's like, okay, I'm not marching anymore <laughs> <laughs> are over i but I can, when people started, when the pandemic began and I realized this is going to change things. Yes. I said, you know what? The first book is out there. I got a, uh, um and that one was self-published, but that's the other thing. You can't get a publishing deal for a book that you have inside you that you want to come out. See if you can p- publish it yourself. And Maybe eventually you'll get a traditional publisher to publish it for you. I think, what is it? How many shades of gray is it? That was self published originally.
1: Well, you know, right, right. Um, I, I think that's, I don't 30, want to say 30, common. 30 shades of gray? Shades of gray, Something, gray. Like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. But lots of, there are lots of I think authors who've who've been able to do that, and they've been able to leverage their, again, like you, for their first book and the, and to to a traditional publishing situation, and or again, some of the writers that uh, we work with, you know, they are using their. We see this both ways: their writing career to leverage into a speaking, and we also see speakers who want to leverage their speaking career into becoming an author. You know, both of those are possible if, if you kind of just are willing to, again, either do some self-publishing or pursue things.
0: You know, I find that, I, you know, I do speaking engagements and I find that the, the people who want me to speak, who invite me to speak, speak the most often are, their grand, are people's grandparents. Because they're so afraid that their grandchildren will not be able to be independent and productive. And they no, you're right. You're absolutely right. I my grandchild needs. To, I'm gonna buy this book for them. One, <laughs> one woman, but she bought three or four books. And I said, "Are you sure? I have, <laughs> I have four children, grandchildren. They need this book." So you yeah. know there is a market out there. But I fi- I figured that I could. This is something I could do. This is something I could do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a great service, and yeah. And hopefully you're having fun. I think you know, I enjoy listening to your podcast. I hope you're having fun doing them um, and and having the conversations I think that you are. It Comes actually it comes across that you're really enjoying it. And I, I obviously your obvious, your audience picks up on that as well, which is very cool.
0: Well, I like the people that I've been talking to and I can all, you know like I said, I I could always talk. They used to <laughs> I would talk since I was in first grade, they put my, they put my desk in the cloakroom. I oh, don't laugh. It didn't work. People would go, kids would go into the cloakroom to get something out of their pocket and they wouldn't come out of the, They wouldn't come back. The <laughs> would have to come into the cloakroom
1: because we'd be in there talking. That's so great. See, that's, that's your what I do. Uh, yeah, that's part of your superpower, right? And you're a good commu—it's a natural communicator, and it comes easily to you, which is fantastic. And there are lots of people who are listening who are like, "Oh my gosh!" Right? The idea of having to talk to somebody I don't know is sounds mortifying, and to you and to me, it sounds like fun. So, um, yeah, it's 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 they're very probably, cool though that you have just—they're
0: probably thinking, "Yeah, she talks too much."
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I enjoy it so. Well-
0: one of, one of my friends, one of my oldest friends, told me what uh, about one of the interviews that she listened to. She said, "You know, you took a hammer to a to an ant." And I said, "You know what? I don't care what you say. The ant is dead." That's okay. right. Well, no, you did with just overkill. I said, "Did you hear what I said?"
1: The ant <laughs> <is> dead. <laughs> Mission dead. accomplished.
0: Mission accomplished. I didn't even want to go there, but that's exactly what I was thinking. That's but, great. You know, it is gratifying. It is gratifying to hear people be willing to share their experiences and their yeah. journeys. And it is gratifying that, in, that I hope, I, I hope that hearing stories like the ones I've heard will motivate people to pursue their passion as they, as they embark upon their next or their continued employment journey. It's not going to be easy out there, but, you know, everybody can be successful on their terms if they yeah. put in the effort.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm so glad that you're doing it, too. I'm so glad that you're having these conversations. It's, I think it's what people need to hear. Um, and- you know, so they can feel uplifted. They can feel some encouragement and really see the power of possibility. And and sometimes if you're, if, if, you know, if you're unemployed or you're having difficulty, it's hard to see what could be possible. And uh, I think that your podcast can help people do that.
0: Well, I hope so. Thank you for that. Now, one last
1: question. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, no, other than I think I'll just, I don't at the risk of being repetitive, I would just encourage people, you know, pick yourself, choose yourself, believe in yourself, you know, and take a couple of steps, reach out to people, ask for help. Uh, There's all kinds of free organizations and, you know, online type organizations where you can be part of a community that has similar interests. You know, but the first step is just saying, yeah, you know, this is worthy and I just I, something I want to pursue and uh, see where it leads you. Allow, you know, allow doors to open, allow things to happen. I just, I really truly know, you know, when we get into that space, things do happen. The universe has a way of meeting us sometimes when we, you know, with what we need, where we need, but not if we're kind of sitting at home, just sort of, you know, pondering.
0: No, you're right. Yeah. Well, so much for taking the time
1: to be interviewed today. And we'll end there. My pleasure. I've enjoyed it very much. Thank you so much for having me. Till next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Your Employment Matters with Beverly Williams. If you found this podcast helpful, please subscribe and leave a review. I truly appreciate your support and that helps other listeners find the podcast. If you have a comment, question, or suggestion, you can reach me at bawilliams at youremploymentmatters.com. My book, Get the Job Done, is available on amazon.com and and barnesandnoble.com. Please join me again next week. Until then, remember to embrace change and differences.